I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. It's 2016. Happy New Year, first of all. I hope that you had a very nice uh, Christmas holiday if you celebrate Christmas. Um, if you celebrate New Year at the same time that I do, uh, that we do in the in the UK and in, in Europe, then Happy New Year. I hope you had a nice New Year's Eve celebration and all that sort of thing. Um, it was my first day back at work today. So, of course, I had to have all of those obligatory uh, New Year conversations with my colleagues. You probably have similar things with your colleagues too. This is just the, the standard stuff that you all say to each other and the, the, the sort of typical conversations that you have at the beginning of the year when you see your colleagues for the first time. Um, how does it go? Well, it sounds a bit like this, okay? If you can imagine being in an office, you're in the room and, you know, colleague, your colleagues arrive. And whenever you see an, a colleague you haven't seen since the previous year, then there are a certain sort of typical questions and responses that you give. So obviously the first one is Happy New Year. Uh, now, what is the response to Happy New Year? Do you know? If someone said to you, "How Hi, Happy New Year. What do you say? Uh, do you say Happy New Year too? Well, you can you can basically say, hi, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Okay, or yeah, that's basically it. Happy new year to you too. You might say you too, but it's nice to be able to say happy new year as well. So, hi, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. And then you'd probably ask them about the holiday they had because most people have a week off or something at Christmas. Some people have to work between Christmas and New Year, which is always a bit of a drag. Uh, but many people get uh, a little holiday in there too. So you can say, how was your holiday? Did you have a nice holiday? Um, typically, we'll ask like a yes or no question rather than jumping straight in with, what did you do? You know, you wouldn't jump straight in with a with a direct question like that. You tend to use a more polite yes or no question. Like, for example, did you have a nice holiday? Did you go anywhere? Did you do anything special? Um that kind of thing. And did you have a nice holiday? Yes, I did. Thanks. And then typically, if you're being friendly, you'll offer up a bit more information. Yeah, I did. It was great. Thanks. I just went back to my parents, for example. All right. So happy new year. Happy new year to you too. Did you have a nice holiday? Yeah, it was really nice. Thanks. Uh, I just went back to my parents. How about you? Did you go anywhere? And, um, and they will say, oh yeah, you know, didn't do anything special. We just stayed at home. We had the had my parents over um, and it was it was really good. You know, just a typical Christmas. We didn't really do much. We just ate loads of food and drank too much and fell asleep uh, on the sofa in front of a James Bond film. That's the normal thing that you do on Christmas Day, for example. Um, and you might say uh, something else like, uh, did you have a good Christmas Eve? Did you do anything? Did you go out? And then you talk a little bit about this Christmas Eve that you had, uh, the New Year's Eve that you had, because normally on, on New Year's Eve, 
it's it's typical to celebrate and have a party or go out and do something special. So did you have a good New Year's Eve? And you might say, oh, we just stayed in, to be honest. Yeah, we just stayed in and uh, just, you know, had a bottle of champagne and watched TV. We just watched the fireworks on TV and then had an early night. It was it was really good. Or you might say, yeah, we went out to the firework display in the centre of town. It was really crowded. Um, or you might say, oh, we didn't really do much. I hate New Year's Eve. Yeah, me too. I like to just stay in. And to be honest, I was in bed by 12.30. You know, those are the standard conversation uh, sort of uh, things that you have with your colleagues um, at New Year. So what about you? Did you have a nice Christmas? Did you did you have any time off? Did you go anywhere? Did you do anything special? Um, how did you spend your time in the Christmas break, I wonder? Did you have a good New Year's Eve? Did you go out and do anything? Did you go to a party? Um, leave your comments in the comments section. Tell me how your New Year uh, went and all that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, happy New Year and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. It is 2016, which will be, I think this will be year seven for Luke's English Podcast. I started this back in 2009. It's now 2016. So this will be the seventh birthday for Luke's English Podcast. So that's cool. Time flies, doesn't it? Time definitely flies when you're having fun. Um, so what did I do? Well, I was back in the UK with my family at Christmas um, and at New Year. I had about uh, a week off and uh, we started at my parents' house. We, we travelled there. They live, in, um, they live in a town called Warwick, which is in the Midlands. It's not far from Stratford where Shakespeare was born. Stratford-upon-Avon, it's, it's quite close to there. So uh, we started at my parents' house. We had a few days there. We had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Um, and we sort of had a really nice time with the family. You know, typical stuff, eating turkey, drinking wine, uh, playing games and things. It was really good fun. Then my wife and I spent a couple of days in London, just sort of doing our own thing in London, which was great. We love to go to London as often as possible. And uh, I love London in uh, at Christmas time because you still get all the Christmas decorations everywhere and uh, it just has this nice atmosphere. And to be honest, I quite like it in London when it's cold. Um, as long as the sun is shining, then I'm happy. I don't mind. And I quite like those winter days where the sun is shining, the sky is like a pale blue colour and it's quite crisp and fresh. I like those days and they're perfect for walking around the city and maybe doing a bit of shopping in the Christmas sales and stuff like that. It's normal in the UK that on Boxing Day, which is the 26th of December, that the shops start doing sales. It's basically their chance to get rid of a lot of the stock that they haven't sold in the pre-Christmas period. So it's really great because you can get some good bargains. And uh, this year I bought a PlayStation 3, um, which was like 30% off. Um, so I've got a brand new PlayStation 3, which is a lot of fun. I already had a PlayStation 3, to be honest. Um, so now I've got two. But the, I didn't I didn't buy two just because I like them and I wanted to have two. No, the first one actually broke down. Um, and we, you know, we've been meaning to get it fixed for ages. But um, in the end, I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll just buy a new one. Um, so I've bought a new one. The old one is in its box. And basically, we're going to get that one fixed and then probably sell it or something like that. But the new one is cool because it's, it's much smaller than the old one and it's much quieter and it still does all the same jobs as the previous one. In fact, just better, more efficiently. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's blue, which is nice. 
I didn't realise it was going to be blue when I bought it. I opened the box. Oh, it's blue. Oh, okay, fine. I've got a blue PlayStation. Um, so I, I, I also got Grand Theft Auto Five. And uh, yesterday, my wife and I spent pretty much the entire afternoon on the sofa playing Grand Theft Auto V, which is brilliant. I mean, it is an amazing game. It's incredible. Uh, Maybe I'll do a podcast about it or something in the future. I can't really talk too much in in too much detail at the beginning of this episode because um, I I know that the the audio that I'm going to play you in this one is already quite long. So I really need to uh, kind of hurry up. Anyway, after spending some time in London, uh, we went to Bristol which is another big city in the UK. It's in the southwest of England. It's it's one of the major cities um, because that's where my cousin Oliver lives. You know, Ollie, he's been on the podcast before. Um, he lives there in Bristol now. He's moved away from London and he lives there with his wife. Um, and uh, so basically I spent time with lots of different members of my family and I managed to record a few conversations with my family members, which will be uploaded in podcast episodes over the next few weeks. So there'll be uh, episodes featuring my brother, my mum, my dad and my cousin Oliver. All right. The first one is this episode the one that you're listening to right now. And this episode is a conversation with my brother, James, who you already know from previous episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Um, In this one, we decided to do an episode of Luke's Film Club. Um, Luke's Film Club is basically, it's just the name for those episodes of the podcast where I just talk about one film for the entirety of the episode. So this is an episode of Luke's Film Club about the new Star Wars film. And we decided to talk again about Star Wars in order to discuss this film in proper depth including lots of details and spoilers, okay? Now, I did do an episode um, a couple of episodes ago about Star Wars Episode Seven. That was my reaction to the film. Um, and I didn't do any spoilers in that film, but this one, this episode, is going to be full of spoilers, okay? Um, so... I've seen Star Wars a couple of times now since it was released a few weeks ago, and so has James. And so in this episode, we talk all about the film in full detail, including all our thoughts, theories, favourite moments, and memorable characters. This episode is full of spoilers, okay? So be warned, if you haven't already seen the, f- the film, you might want to just wait Uh, before you listen to this episode because it is full of spoilers okay watch out for that you have been warmed you have been warmed yes you have been warmed Uh, I, i what i've done is i've taken a heater and i've turned it on in your face and i've given you lots of brandy and whiskey and uh electric heat fan heater devices and you've been fully warmed and you've been warned as well because i told you that the episode uh does contain spoilers also this is an extremely geeky episode of the podcast because you're going to hear my brother and me talk at some length about Star Wars okay so it's very geeky I don't think there's anything wrong with being a geek really because ultimately what's wrong with being interested and enthusiastic about specialist subjects I think it's fine just as long as it doesn't take over your life in an unhealthy way and I think it's okay to be an enthusiast Um, so you know I'm a little bit of a geek I'm not a full geek, but a little bit, especially when it comes to subjects like Star Wars. So in this episode, I invite you to embrace your geekiness uh, along with James and me and come along with, the, uh, come along with us on this journey uh, through uh, a galaxy far, far away. Um, so I understand also that some of you might be sick of Star Wars by now 
as the media all over the world have been going crazy about this film for the last month or so. And if that is the case, then, well, first of all, sorry. And secondly, don't worry, because other new episodes about completely different things will arrive uh, on teacherluke.co.uk very soon. But for now, I feel like... I feel like I had to cover this topic in more detail just because it's so close to my heart because, you know, I am Luke Skywalker after all. And I know that many of you, my listeners, are also interested in this film too. Not to mention the fact that this may be the biggest movie event in history so far. So it's certainly worth talking about. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Luke's Film Club, uh, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, with special guest James Thompson. And just before we properly get started with this episode, then I, I thought that you might be interested to know that there, did you know actually that there's an audiobook version of The Force Awakens? Yes, there is. It's very recently been released. Um, it was released around the same time as the film. Uh, there's an, a, an official novelization of The Force Awakens, which is available as an audiobook. And it's, of course, it's available on audible.com. Uh, it's the official audiobook novelization of the film. The audiobook of Star Wars The Force Awakens is about 10 hours long. And also, you get loads of extra detail, loads of extra scenes and storyline that you don't see in the film. Okay? So, if you are a fan of Star Wars, then why not download this audiobook and listen to it? And remember, you can get it as you can get it free as part of a 30-day trial with Audible. Uh, which, as you know, is the world's top provider of, of downloadable audiobooks. Um, and if you want to get started with that trial, just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash audible or click one of the audible buttons on my website. You can sign up to a 30-day trial and that will allow you to download any audiobook you like. And that includes Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is priced at about 25 euros on Audible, 25 euros, but you can get it free with this trial, okay? teacherluke.co.uk forward slash Audible. You can download the audiobook, and if you don't like the service, you can cancel, but you can still keep the audiobook, all right? So this uh, offer really is brilliant. It's out of this world, uh, so I suggest that you take advantage of it, all right? I'm going to. That's the next book on my list. I've got The Dummy's Guide to British History. I've got... uh, the other one is uh, You Say Potato by uh, David and Ben Crystal. And then the next one on my list is the Star Wars The Force Awakens audiobook. All right. So I suggest that you join me. Join me. And together we will listen to the audiobook as father and son. Okay. Now let's get started with this new episode of the podcast. You're now going to hear my brother and me going on and on, rambling on about Star Wars in no particular order. Okay. So. Here we go. Let's get started. Oh, and by the way, before I forget, there is a bit of swearing in this episode, okay? Just so that you know, just so that you're prepared in advance. If you're listening to this in, I don't know, polite company, maybe you're having a nice uh, afternoon tea in very formal settings with maybe some well-behaved children in the room and you're having a nice splendid... Oh, this is a lovely cup of tea. Pass the sugar, darling. Why don't we listen to Luke's English podcast? He's done an episode about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Sounds like a lovely idea. And then you, you put on the episode and then before you know it, there's you're being your ears are being assaulted by rude language. Well, it's not that bad. There, there's not that much rude language. I think there's... I think basically there's just about one F word in this episode. There's, I think it's just one F word... 
if you count any other F words or any of the other swear words like an S word, I don't think there are any... There, there, there's one... No, I think there are two F words and there's one S word. That's it. I don't think there's an M word or an N word or a C word. Certainly not. But two F words and one S word. Okay. If you count more swear words, then, you know, just let me know, I suppose. But I just wanted to tell you that in advance, just so that, uh, you know, you can warn the children, get the children out of the room. Uh, it's. It, I think they occur in the second half of the episode. Anyway, uh, without any further ado, without any further nonsense and rambling, here is the conversation between me and James about Star Wars The Force Awakens. So um, I've, I've pressed the record button. We're recording. Um, happy Christmas, first of all. Thank you, Luke. It's not quite Christmas yet. Well, it is. It's technically Christmas Day. I suppose it is. It's actually late at night on Christmas Eve. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas indeed. Everyone else has gone to bed. And you went to Midnight Mass, I believe. We did. We went up the road to have a have a look at Midnight Mass in the local church because where my parents live, they've got a big there's like this huge cathedral here and we went up and had a look at Midnight Mass. Didn't stay till the end, but listened to the choir and sang a few hymns. I'm not particularly religious myself. You're not at all religious, are you? No, I'm not. I I think I care more about Star Wars than I do about all of that Mm, kind of stuff. That's quite sad. Is it? Mm, uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, (laughs) it is Christmas Eve. Everyone else has gone to bed and we've decided that this is the the, the best opportunity for us to both kind of catch up on... Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, I did do a kind of reaction episode uh, on the day that I saw the film. Did you listen to that? I did, actually. I thought it was quite entertaining, quite good. Um, you didn't really, you couldn't really discuss the film at all, though, obviously, because you didn't want to give anything away. So it was fairly vague. But yeah. it was inter- it's more interesting just hearing you and your mates chatting, really. Right. I suppose that's the appeal of these things. But, in that, um, that episode was definitely a kind of no-spoiler episode, but this one is, is all about this spoilers. This is full of spoilers. It, this is Spoiler City. This is Spoilersville, Arizona. Spoilers, it's Spoiler Central in Spoilersville. Um, and so there will be spoilers, okay? So if you haven't seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, then be aware that this episode is going to be utterly full of spoilers. We're going to spoil it completely for you. Can so, you can you believe Chewie went to the dark side? I know. Oh, I can't didn't believe see that one coming. I can't believe that C three PO is R two D 2s father. <laughs> <laughs> that obviously those are, those are just jokes, not real spoilers. But um, do you think it's? Do, I mean, do you think it's worth us? devoting a whole episode and another episode to, uh, to the subject of star wars yeah why not it's a popular thing it's the biggest film of all time yeah um, it is now officially the, the 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 biggest film of all time it's the i'm sure it's the biggest still bring in the biggest money of all time that's I think is it, that how they rate it anyway isn't it by money but i mean if you look at all the licensing and all the um amazing amounts of uh, product licensing well, merchandising they, mer- not just merchandising but say like subway are doing a star wars advert at the moment and you know every, every cereal packet you look at has got star wars on it that's licensing you know that's not even merchandise right. that's like another thing again so it's in, it, it, billions in, hundreds of billions of dollars will be made from this film in terms of this as a sort of cultural event in terms of like cultural event as as a movie it's probably the biggest thing that we've had for ages right 
I don't know. I mean, it is in a way if you're a real Star Wars geek, but does it really mean anything? I mean, I'd mm. say, I don't know. Is it culture? It is culture. It is culture. It's very lowbrow popular culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're not going to get that much out of it apart from core. That was cool. It's not like it's a film about things that are happening in, in on Earth life, in real right. life. It's not about, you know, war or the human condition or anything like that. It's just a rip-roaring space adventure. But it seems for some reason to be a massive event in the world, not Why? just for Star Wars fans, but just everyone, even non-Star Wars fans are kind of talking about it and you know maybe even reluctantly uh are coming across it reading about it in in articles hearing people talk about it it's just a big event at the moment i just think the reason it's so popular is you you just buy it as a universe it seems that there's a lot more going on in the star wars films the original ones mm. than you're told about right so there's all sorts of this whole universe that you seem to have just stepped into and they don't try and explain all of it yeah. a lot of it's just well hyperdrives exist you know therefore they're going to use them it doesn't say hey we've just discovered this new thing called a hyperdrive they don't mm. explain it all away and they don't try to explain the whole universe you have to work it out for yourself i think that is actually one of the appeal of one of the maybe the the, the main appeal of something like star wars is that um it, it's we like these sort of fantasy worlds, it seems, people. You know, we've got this, we've got Lord of the Rings, you've got the Game of Thrones stuff. You've All got, quite similar in a way. Yeah, this, these fantasy worlds. And for me, it's, a, it's like, um, uh, these are like myths or legends, you know? And, and, you know, you've got Greek myths. You also have, uh, most old cultures will have their own myths. In, in England, in the UK... We don't really have any because well, we have fairy we, tales. Well, we know we had we had myths. We got like the myth of King Arthur, that legend. But then other things were lost because um, of the the Saxon invasion and you know the fact that our our island got invaded so many times. A lot of our ancient stories got lost. But you know you you can go to places like Denmark or Scandinavia and they've got these ancient myths with these with these the, these gods you know like Odin and you know all these sort of big, the Norse the Norse gods yeah and and Lord of the Rings actually was Tolkien's attempt to sort of write a myth for for the UK for Britain hmm. um, and and you've got the Greek myths and you've got other sort of big stories you know religious stories and things like that too i mean it's like normally the hero's journey they call it don't yeah they? the hero's journey which yeah. you, you know jesus christ would be seen as the hero's life of jesus but well, he died the, as a martyr okay let's just not get into religion the, there are certain kind of story types that seem to have a kind of universal appeal Res resonance yeah and and you see it in things like Lord of the Rings or the Legend of Zelda, or yeah, really Legend Mario of, World. Well, <laughs> not sure about Super Mario World because that's pretty. Ba Although you know, basically Mario World it's is still the hero's journey. It's still kind of like you know, um, a, a princess gets uh, yep. gets uh, kidnapped, and, and every man with an ordinary job, a plumber, yeah, Italian plumber. Not from sort of high stock or anything. He's yeah, not a king or, a, just or an a ordinary prince. guy, He's an ordinary who, guy who, who has ha to battle against all the elements to save the princess from a monster, a Donkey Kong, or a, a Bowser <laughs> in oh, this yeah. case. Bowser, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a certain type of story arc, and it, and Star Wars is one of those. I mean, you know, Harry Potter as well. There's a, there's a there's a, a thing that goes around the internet sometimes, which is like a, a, a description of the plot to Star Wars, and 
you can literally cross out some of the names, like cross out the name Luke Skywalker and replace it with Harry Potter, mm. cross out the word Darth Vader, replace it with Voldemort. And some of the basic elements, you just exchange them for elements from the Harry Potter world. It's the same story. Yeah, it's, a, it's a familiar story, but Star Wars just did it well. They did it better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. They cared. The small details are important. You felt like it was part of a, a universe that actually existed, not just like buck rogers and all those cheesy sci-fi films yeah it never felt real in the slightest it never felt anywhere near real and any special invention they had was made a big deal out of like that's that. in other other in shows. other sci-fi yeah but in star wars it all felt it was it was old the technology was old it was a bit battered things were going rusty things mm-hmm. were half working mm-hmm. it seemed a bit more realistic somehow and just being placed like you know the original film episode four you just sort of jump into the story in the middle point and as you said it doesn't explain everything you just have to kind of for me it's it's it, it gives you a chance to use your imagination it's like especially as a, as a kid or a young person just having a glimpse of the story um, means that your imagination can just go crazy and you can imagine all of the other aspects of the story around the events that yeah. you've seen in the film. So it's kind of, for me, it's, it's a good thing. It's healthy. And it's also based on all those World War II war movies. Yeah, like the Escape, Battle of Britain. Escape from the Eagle's Nest or whatever it's called or um, Escape from Cold It's the Battle of Britain, especially the Battle of Britain. If you go and watch that, the Battle of Britain, brilliant film. Um, and that's the same dogfight sequences as you see in, in fact, Star Wars. George Lucas for the for the ending sequence of Episode Four, the, that um, X-wing attack on the Death Star, he actually took a lot of the the, the specific shots from the Battle of Britain yeah. and just redid them with X-wings and Tie Fighters. Yeah. Um, so it has a lot of, to do with the Battle of Britain, but also some samurai movies like. Uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa movies like The Hidden Fortress. I haven't seen it's, it. It's basically the, the the attack on the Death Star, mm. and there's the the samurai element with the Jedi's. You know, there's that sort of mystic sort of spiritualism. Yeah, and also the the, the samurai swords are like uh, uh, lightsabers and Yoda. You know, it's it. There, there there are so many different. He's basically been like a magpie. He's kind of picked out all of these different elements. There's the Western style thing, yeah. which is like the good guy in white and the the bad guy with the black hat and the the old wise old man and you know all these things also another thing about the star wars universe is that it's very diverse in terms of its landscapes and we like that in movies we like to have different landscapes range of vistas yeah i mean every different every kind of um uh location is done and there's also cool technology for each location so when you're in empire strikes back there's all these cool snow creatures which you haven't seen before Mm. and snow vehicles yeah and then when you get to uh return of the jedi they're in a forest they've got the speeder bikes they've got little mini attacks that it makes sense in a way it's like if nazi germany was going to have all this power what would they do with it and it's almost like the end result of the nazis have won the universe that's right. And you've just got all these sort of clinical tech. Nazi technology. Mercedes for, engines all the way. Yeah. 
But it's true that Star Wars takes place in pretty much every location. There's snow, there's desert scenes in the sand, there's kind of like urban environments like Blade Runner, there's the forest, there's outer space, there's kind of swamp areas, there's underwater. There's there's pretty much everything that you can get in the Star Wars film. So, okay, so I guess the, the conclusion to the, this is that it's still worth talking about Star Wars um, The Force Awakens. I uh, think it is. Yeah, okay, so good. We've justified that. And let's face it, if you're not a fan, you're probably not listening. So yeah. if you if you listened up to this point, you're on board. We're all fans here. And I'm, I expect some people are listening to this who aren't fans, who are just happy to listen to us talking about it. Oh, well, you're welcome too. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyone, but, everyone's welcome. But but, I think you'll like the new one, even if you're not a fan. I think non-fans would you think probably so? still... Yeah. Do you think it's a, a, a film that uh, you can watch? If you like watch? any kind of action movie, you'll like it, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it's ultimately, it's a really dramatic, gripping, funny and uh, exciting story from the start yeah. to the finish, isn't it? Right, let's get on with it. Okay, all right, so um, uh, so you've seen the film, I've seen the film. What are your first impressions, actually? Well, you could probably tell by the way we're talking about it, we both liked it. Yeah. Um, if you're listening, uh, I think everyone likes it, don't they? It's no, really good. No, some people don't like it. There are some people I've, I've read about, I've, I've read comments from certain people who are like, oh, I didn't like it. But, but the vast majority of people seem to really like All it. All the reviews I saw were either four or five stars out of five. I don't know what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd say uh, it's got 96%, I guess. Let's see. You think so? I'm just checking that out. Uh, uh, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes... No, it to- says 95% there. 95% on Rotten true. Tomatoes. So, by the way, Rotten Tomatoes is a... Wait, like they a, know what Rotten Tomatoes No, they Tomatoes don't. Is. Not all of them do. Some of them are thinking, what's Rotten Tomatoes? No, That's they're a not. kind of a no fruit. No one's thinking How that. can you use a, an old fruit to understand a movie? That's what they might be thinking. Don't assume that everyone knows what Rotten Tomatoes is. Do they know what Rotten Tomatoes is in China? Do they? Do they, James? Do they? Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, really? Well, anyway, it's, it's the second most popular movie website on the internet. They've probably got a different one in Russia. We don't know. So it only takes mm. it only takes a, a second to explain what it is. Okay, let's it's, get on with it. it. Wait so a minute. No, hold on. I haven't explained what Ron Flipping Tomatoes is yet. It's just a movie review website that collates all the reviews and puts them all together. And based on the general uh, review consensus. Uh, consensus, they give it a score. And this one has got 95%. So it's uh, that's it. So let's get back to first. Impressions. So first impressions. We you we both liked it. A I lot, was right? I was really into it. I thought it was really good. Uh, I was definitely not disappointed like I was for the prequels. You didn't like the prequels? Well, we're all the same. The pod race were quite was quite good. That's about it. The the Darth Maul lightsaber fight. Don't really remember it very well. Really? I remember the end of the third one was darker than I was expecting, or one of them. But the end of the third. I don't one remember. Was... What ha- basically? What is it when he dies in all the lava and stuff? Yeah, what happens at that the end of the th- at the end of the third one? What happens is that uh, Anakin Skywalker is being tempted by the dark side of the Force, and he and uh, he's being sort of seduced by um, El- Emperor Palpatine, who Groomed. who is actually Darth Sidious, and none of the Jedi can see it, even though he's right under their eyes. Like how stupid can I thought they had? I thought Yoda was really... Let's not talk about the prequels. Yeah, anyway, so the prequels are disappointing. And in, in, at the end of the prequels, we see uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker have a big fight. And Obi-Wan basically wins and he sort of like leaves Anakin for dead. He sort of fights him and he ends up chopping off half his arms and legs and, oh, and leaves horrible. him for dead there. But he's not dead. Um, 
because uh, the Emperor comes and gets him and turns him into Darth Vader. Oh, that's and, 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 you know, at the end, Dar- Dar- Darth Vader goes, and what about my girlfriend? Um, what's her name? Who's the girl in it? Oh, I can't bloody oh, remember. Yes, you can. Her name's, um, who's the girl from Leon? And, uh, uh, <sighs> Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. That's what about the, Natalie Portman? That's not the character name, though, is no, it? No, no. And the Emperor goes, oh, she's dead. Sorry, she died in childbirth. And, and he goes, Darth, no. He goes, no. Which is just the worst moment ever. Like you can't actually have Darth Vader going, No. It was terrible. So everyone was disappointed by the prequels, frankly, including us. Let's get back to the yeah, new but, ones. So but you didn't you weren't disappointed. Not though. at all. I was really into it. Um I was excited all the way. I was I felt like I was watching a real Star Wars film, which is really important. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was it felt like it was actually paying homage to the originals in quite a deliberate way. Mm-hmm. But that worked for me. And little references and little cool things like, um, this, I mean, the visuals are all amazing. Some of the CGI wasn't quite, wasn't perfectly my cup of tea, but I still enjoyed it. And the pace was good. The script was good. The acting was very good. And there was lots of little references that did it for me, like the fact that I had lots of hammy English actors playing the baddies. Maybe if they only had one or two lines, really brought me back to the original all the bad guys had these sort of uh, old school English accents and they, even if they only had one line so they'd say something like targeting range in 15 minutes sir and that would be uh, their only line and yeah. you'd see them in Grange Hill or something and you'd be like oh that's so oh, you recognise these English actors and stuff and the, all they'd have was these pompous lines to say and that would be it and they've brought that back in a big way and yeah. I was into that it definitely felt like we were back in the universe of the original Star big Wars time. films and there was a few shots that I'm sure they did on purpose on that sort of desert planet where there was like a really weird little kind of interpreter droid or something they were talking to mm-hmm. and it just looked exactly like something out of Star Wars. Well you not. see some of the you know like in, in episode 4 where R2-G2 and C-3PO get sort of kidnapped by the Jawas and they're in that big sort of transporter yeah, vehicle yeah, yeah, yeah. in the desert and there are all these like weird droids and things inside yeah. do you remember that was yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. i love that, that and there's scene. that one with loads of arms that you just think well what the hell's that yeah. for and, and you kind of think well i guess it could be useful if you work on a farm you know you could have a farming droid it's like a it's like a dome but with they're all moisture these arms. farmers aren't they well, yeah how the hell do you farm moisture and, and there's one that's like a box with legs and it's moving along going gong 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 there's loads of stuff gong. like that and it's got all of those bits back yeah. in there and there's like a on the on the star killer base like the death star thing they've got one of those yeah i mean i saw that immediately i was like oh thank cheers jj nice yeah one. good work and there's a, there's like a little creature in the desert like a you know bb8 rolls over a sand dune into the distance and there's like this little alien that sticks its head up and goes you know <laughs> or whatever and, and you it think, doesn't look even that well animated yeah <laughs> there's like that yeah. about yeah. it and it's yeah. clearly a bloke's hand but I think they did that on purpose because they, they decided, okay, the prequels had far too many graphics and computer-generated yeah. images, so we need to go back to basics and have lots of sort of uh, puppets and men in suits and real animatronics and stuff like that. Yeah. And it works because you get the feeling that you're looking at a real physical universe mm-hmm. and there's a sort of, um, you know, like a pliability to, to the world. That, mm-hmm. that And even like BB-8, this droid. Eight ball, as I call him. Eight ball. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he is a real thing and he's like a, a really engineered little, little remote control droid. Have you droid. seen the mini ones you can get? Yeah, you can buy them. That's weird. I know, yeah. It's magnetic head that just... Because I heard someone saying, or oh, from the New Scientist or something, saying R2 
is more realistic. Like you could actually make an R2, but you couldn't make a BBA. But they have made a BBA. Yeah, and it would roll faster than R2. R2 would never be able to roll over sand dunes. No. No, unless no he way. can fly like he can in the prequels. And, and apparently, like, you know, when and they in made... this one, he just rolls along the sand dunes really naturally. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he, BB-8? And and, and really um, appealing and, and kind of cute and funny and, and all that cute stuff. Cute without being too cute. Yeah. Still a bit too cute. Not, but not too much. Not cheesy. Yeah. It's not like um, Godzuki or anything like that. No, that was the, not not like sort of Scrappy-Doo from, Scrappy from Scooby-Doo yeah. cartoons. Uh, who else was there? Slimer from the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Any of those like annoying sidekick little <laughs> characters in cartoons that we used to watch when we were kids. No, BB-8 still manages to be quite cool as well as being cute, and that's important. And other other little details like the fact that you know the droids speak their own language. The you know Chewbacca still speaks his own language, and everyone seems to sort of un, you know they they all understand each other's languages. Handy, which and it's is also handy. how can this scavenger chick who's been brought up by herself mm-hmm. on this desert planet mm-hmm. populated by dodgy aliens. How come she's got a cut glass English accent? Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, who's that. taught her all that dialogue and English diction? Maybe she's been listening to Luke's English podcast. Maybe that's it. Yeah. You know, they get Luke's English podcast out there in a, in a galaxy far, far away. A long time ago. <laughs> a long, long time ago. I don't know how, but they do. One other, one last little thing. Did you hear, you know, when she was going to climb down that big sort of, wall thing there i mean it, it, she, there's a there's a scene in in star killer base where she's climbing down a wall yeah but there was to, two, a, to escape from from some stormtroopers there was two stormtroopers chatting and i'm sure i heard one of them say have you tried the t16 really t 16s a classic or something like that really, they're talking they're about talking spaceships about a spaceship that you've never seen that luke talks about in the original star wars but right. you never actually see it yeah yeah that is geeky. There are loads and loads of little like references, that. like um, like the the loads of things. Um, some of them good, most of them good. Some of them a little bit disappointing, but for the most part, um, the, the the references are good. There's like the the chessboard. Remember on the oh, the, I loved the, it when that thing went on. Yeah, and there's just two creatures in mid battle just battering each other until they turn it off again. Yeah. That's from the original Star Wars, where there's that like sort of hologram chessboard thing. Yeah. And uh, Chewbacca and C-3PO played a game on it. But this time, Finn just sort of leans on it and it turns on. It's like, <laughs> wow, remember that chessboard? That was brilliant. So it was nice to see all that stuff. Um, so um, any other good... Th- well, yeah, generally good... Th- it was brilliant. Th- those I, are the good things, right? Great. Little bit CGI heavy. Not, like not the, really. Where? Not really. Where was the, the CGI? The bit when they met that alien bird and she started talking about right. the orange woman. I kind of dragged on a little bit. Yeah. It dragged me to the prequels zone a little bit. Yeah, there. any, but any, yeah. It, that said, in a way, it's kind of does tie in with the prequels a little bit, having a bit of CGI and a bit of that feeling. Kind right. of kept it. Maybe he was doing it for continuity, but as a couple of bits, and also that the creatures they kept in the hold. Yeah. With loads of tentacles, that was a little bit cartoonish. So there's that scene where they they meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca, and it seems that Han Solo and Chewbacca have 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 got this sort of big uh, container ship. I like the and concept they, though, because they are space smugglers. Yeah, they would, they'd been, they would cargo anything. They've been smuggling these monsters, which for some reason are quite valuable, but also extremely dangerous. And I think that uh, their crew that they used to have was all eaten by these things. And there's the scene where. Uh, the monsters get loose by mistake and there's like a lot of you know running around and those monsters i thought were annoying Stupid. like these sort of they're like 
bowling balls with mouths and tentacles and i just found that to be a bit silly and and uh, it took me out of the star wars world a bit and i felt like i was back in the prequel trilogy again it felt a bit douglas adams ish to me the idea of that mm. not the creatures themselves or but a bit the like idea Red that Dwarf. you'd be yeah it's a bit of a sci-fi bit of a jokey sort of monster really wasn't it, it, it yeah it, i feel like to the all the best star wars monsters have been really scary and humanoid mainly well there was well, the jabba's kind of humanoid jabba the hut and there was the rancor from star the rancor and the snow beast are probably the best yeah they're like actually frightening dangerous creatures not comical stupid things but like genuinely frightening things i think that's that's when monsters are best so those those monsters are on uh han solo's ship were, were a bit disappointing and yeah the cgi of what's her name maz kanata who was like that sort of... I didn't really buy her at all. She was, what, 900 years old? I guess I get it. She's supposed to be a sort of a Thai, sort of, you know, spiritual leader she or something. Owned, she, she has her own statue in this place. Yeah. Which looked all a bit, what? It's like some sort of temple... Hippie, hippie commune. Slash hippie commune slash bar. <laughs> where she's sort of running the show and she's... And, and also she's a thousand years old. So she's kind of like, what? Is she, she's like the... The Yoda of the, the, the of the movie, isn't she really? And she sort of she says, Yoda. I'm not a Jedi, but I know about the force and, and I just happen to keep a lightsaber and I, in the I just happen to have Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. Don't ask me how, because that's another story for another time, which means there might be a spin off movie which will be all about how we got Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I found her a little unconvincing because of the CGI. Also there was another CGI character and that's um Supreme Leader Snoke. Who was like the sort of? Oh, that was a bit crap as the well. The big bad guy. I like the fact he was being projected though, and obviously his real form is small and spindly and weak. Yeah, and that's why he's projecting himself big as a hologram. It's the kind of thing even a child could get that one. Like, yeah. oh, he's trying to seem bigger than he is. But, but it, it wasn't. He wasn't scary. He wasn't as scary as the Emperor. Nah. And he wasn't as scary as like even Darth Vader and yeah. the early ones. I don't know. When I first saw that I thought scene, the new baddie was cool though. But yeah. Yeah, sorry, when I on. first saw that scene with Supreme Leader Snoke, I thought that he was a giant. I didn't get that he was a hologram well, until yeah, a little think, bit later. I think they let you realise that a bit later on. Yeah. I guessed. I was like, there's no way he's like just a massive bloke. It must be a projection. Yeah. And so then the, they, it flickered a bit later and I was like, all oh, right, it is a projection. Right, it's a hologram. Yeah. Um, we should probably try and talk about this yeah, in a fairly good. more ordered way but i was just going to say that that character is played by andy circus who is like you know it seems to be hollywood's number one actor for motion capture and he did Gollum. he was Gollum, and, the, Gollum and he was, was no it's andy circus it's the same guy an english guy yeah yeah I know. yeah he's yeah. the guy from 24-hour party Didn't people he and all play, that stuff um he, he's he's Hit me with your rhythms to Ian Jury. He played Ian Jury yeah, in, in a movie yeah. about Ian Jury, and yeah. he also uh, plays uh, the the Caesar, the chimpanzee from uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, the new Planet of the Apes films, and basically, and he was also uh, he's the go-to guy for yeah. rubbery-faced antics. That's CGI. right. He was King Kong in King Kong. Bloody yeah, he really gets all the gigs, doesn't he? Yeah. And what so, is it with his face? Why do they like it? I think it he's so? just an expert at, at dealing with all that technology and he knows exactly how to do it and he's, he's so experienced that uh, you just go to him and he'll do exactly what you want. But what I found <laughs> was, what I found was that Supreme Leader Snoke was just like a big golem. Yeah, didn't I find? didn't really like him very much. He seemed to be and like he was too CGI. It would have been much scarier if he'd have been a real person. Yeah. 
That's it right. doesn't look real. You're like, well, that's quite a good CGI. Blimey, look at his eyes. That skin tone looks really realistic. Yeah. But then you're you're still aware. It's a bloody. It doesn't. It's not really there. And, and the, the the great thing about the Emperor was that when you first saw him in Empire Strikes Back, he was just like this hooded, horrible man, like a big hooded face. It was like really scary. Mm. And then when you actually see him. It's even worse. He's just like this really ugly man behind a uh, behind a uh, under a under a hood. And his emphasis of the dark side is like it might have given him power, but it sucks his like life blood away. From it's him. it's it really bad. It's, it's been him. very bad for his skin. <laughs> like the dark sides, it's like <laughs> dark sides terrible. It, it really dermatologically, ages, it really ages your skin, doesn't it? The dark side. But um, I, I expect that when we finally meet uh, Supreme Leader Snoke, when he's not a hologram, he's going to be. CGI, he's going to be disappointing, isn't he? He's just going to be another. And if we see him having a having a battle with someone, it's going to be a, another CG. It's going to be who framed Roger Rabbit all over again. Mm. Um, anyway, um, should we go through the story just to try and give no, some structure no, to this? No, no? we don't need to do that. Any bad things that uh, you noticed? Then uh, uh, we were talking about CGI, but We've anything else? A few bad things. Um, I I've, I noticed a few things that I found a little bit sort of disappointing or annoying. Um, there, there, there are some plot holes in the film. I'm not that bothered by those, but some people seem to be mentioning them as if they're a problem. But if you examine any movie, there's always going to be plot holes. Like I'll give you an example, right? At the beginning of the film, you see this, this dashing X-Wing pilot, the best pilot in the galaxy, called Poe Dameron. He's played by Oscar Isaac, like this sort of handsome leading man kind of guy. And he's got, he's been on a mission and he's got, um, they've, he's found or stolen, um, this section of a map. It's like a, a microchip with a section of a map on it. And he's escaping from the, the, the first order. I was going to say new order there, but that's a band from Manchester. Same difference. Um, he's escaping from new order, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, he's got the, the, the map in BB eight, the, the droid has, has uh, stored it inside himself. So him and BB-8 are running away from, from the First Order. Um, and um, he gets captured, and uh, but BB-8 is still loose on, on the planet. And Finn sort of manages to... What happens? That's it. He gets captured and taken to the, the enemy spaceship. And Finn has decided he doesn't want to be a, 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 a stormtrooper anymore. He's like having a crisis of faith. He's like, oh, being a stormtrooper sucks. Like, yeah, you know, and then he was told to shoot a load of villagers. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be this anymore. And he's like, you know, I'm going to get out. And so he gets Podameron and he's like, right, let's get out of here. The, em- the Empire are awful. Um, and so they steal a TIE fighter and they escape. Now, Podameron then immediately tells Finn everything. He tells him like, yeah, I've got um, a droid and he's got a map that will take take us to mm. Luke Skywalker. Not he doesn't very. even he doesn't know anything about Finn. All in fact he knows that he's a stormtrooper and he's now telling him everything he knows. Yeah, he's very and this, trusting. This is isn't this he? is this is the guy who um Kylo Ren the bad guy has been trying to suck all this information out of his brain for the last 3 hours or whatever and, and then he just he just tells, he just tells a random stormtrooper, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've got the location of Luke Skywalker and he's inside this BB uh unit and he's orange and white and he looks like a basketball." Um you know, there you go. There's everything you need to know. Another thing, a slightly bigger yeah. implication of all this, right? If Matey, the stormtrooper, Finn, is suddenly um, has a crisis of conscience and yes. goes all, you know, 
rogue, wet, liberal lefty <laughs> and decides he doesn't want to kill everyone. Yeah. Doesn't that imply that all stormtroopers have the potential to yeah. be good people? Yes, it does, yeah. So doesn't that make it a lot worse that we're killing them all or the goodies are killing them all? That they're, that they're just, all, they're they're just, just killing just... basically potential goodies that are just misguided. Yeah. It makes it worse. I mean, in the first three films, the original, you didn't really know what stormtroopers were. You thought they could be robots. Faceless bad guys. You, they were just faceless baddies. In the prequels, they made them into clones, which is a cop-out. So, like, you can shoot them. They're not real. They're clones. Right. In this one, they're definitely humans with real emotions. Right. And we're just massacring them all. Rather than Shouldn't trying to convert we, like, them? convert them, bring them round, some kind of dialogue? Some propaganda. I mean, there's a lot of war in this new film. I know it's called Star Wars, but I thought there was a lot more war in it than some of the previous mm -hmm. ones. Well, you've got the, the, the First Order, <laughs> who are basically the Nazis, aren't they? I mean, it's, like, it's so obvious, even down to the clothes they wear. And, and the name. And the name, the First Order. So I think New Order was a sort of... I think there's maybe some there's Nazi There's some sort of thing. reference in there. Um, but another, th another plot hole is that so after Poe Dameron has told everything to Finn, a guy he doesn't even know, except he knows he's a stormtrooper, and that this, you know, Finn has managed to convince him he doesn't want to be a stormtrooper anymore, and they escape. Fair enough. But anyway, um, then what happens is that the TIE fighter that they're in crashes on Jakku, the planet, and Finn is thrown from the, the TIE fighter, and we learn later on that so is Poe. He's thrown far from Even the... Even further, yeah. yeah. How and, can they... And, without any parachute? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, they both land far from the, from the TIE fighter. Which immediately sinks into and the And the TIE fighter immediately sinks into the ground. Now, we then follow Finn, and he escapes, and he meets up with Ray and BB-8 and all that stuff. In the meantime, what Poe has done is he's managed to go back to uh, the rebellion, the resistance. He's met up with, the, he's left Jakku <laughs> and he's gone to the resistance. Now, this is a guy whose main, whose primary mission is to find that droid because that droid contains the most important information that everyone is looking and for. And he's just sacked off that mission. And he's gone, gone, nah, never mind, I'll just go home. Like, wait a minute. He didn't even wait a day. No, he immediately went home. <laughs> he was like, oh, well, I've had enough of this. I'm hungry. And I'm going to go home. Like, uh, I had a quick look around. Oh, no, I can't see that droid. <laughs> I'm going. And he'd get home and Princess Leia would be like, so, so did you... the did, droid? Where's the droid? It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, and you yeah. had forgotten something. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, oh, he's on Jakku. I'm sure he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, even though it's a one-of-a-kind droid that the whole universe is looking for. So there, there are a few different sort of uh, plot holes. We could go into a lot of negatives, actually, if we really wanted to I pick think, it apart. I think what we should do is, yeah, I mean... You can do that to any film. You can break it down and sort of... Uh, especially these kind of fantasy films. Yeah, especially. but ultimately you've got to try and suspend your disbelief and just go with it. And it did do that for me. I did suspend yeah. my disbelief I, I quite happily. I wasn't picking up holes in it while I was watching it. I was just going, bloody hell, that's it's cool. It's Star Wars. It's amazing. Mm, brilliant. Um, I think we should talk about the different characters now. Um before we before we talk about other stuff. So that guy, that X-Wing guy you were talking about. That X-Wing guy is called Poe Dameron. Has anyone seen Red Dwarf, the episode where no. Rimmer becomes Ace Rimmer? Now, if they, ha if they don't know about... he says, smoke me a kipper, I'll be back for breakfast. Yeah. No one will have seen that. Nobody knows what you're talking about. But Maybe it's basically one... a joke sort of hero type character who's a, so over the top, it's kind of a joke. Right, it's like the perfect hero like the smooth dashing hero and it's quite funny with Poe Dameron that 
He, I actually really liked him. I didn't find him to be too cool. I thought he was just right. And he was really fun. And I expected him to like click his fingers and the jukebox would start. He was a bit like the Fonz from, uh, from Happy, <laughs> Happy Days. Days. Like this super cool dude. No, he was all right. I'm just being silly. But quite- I'm just a bit cynical because I can't... I know it's only a matter of time because he, before he's got his own movie... Yeah. He will have his own films. Yeah. Uh, to an extent, some of the characters were a bit too perfect, but I, I did enjoy Poe Dameron. I thought he was quite kind of cool and enjoyable to watch. And it was fun to watch him uh, messing around with Finn. They had some good funny moments together. Good banter. Good banter. Exactly. Um, but we didn't see that, that much of Poe Dameron. Um, so we'll probably see more of him in the next film, I expect. And uh, I think there's going to be spin-off movies that we'll get as well. We're going to get... We're going to be fed up with Star Wars within a few years. We'll be like, oh, God, another Star Wars movie? Really? I'm kind of sick of it already. <laughs> yeah, you're sick of it already? No. Um, so, um, so that's Poe Dameron. What do you think... One thing I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. The main spoiler. Yeah. What's the main spoiler? Well, the main spoiler is that uh, Han Solo dies... I'd like to say, even about a week after seeing it, I still had to check with you. He, Han Solo didn't really die, did he? No, he's, you were like, yeah, he did. He's, he's dead. dead. He's dead. He's, he's definitely dead. dead. He died. He got stabbed through the heart and he fell through a massive thing. He's he dead. just fell into a and bottomless like, pit. No, but no, no, it's Han Solo. No, no. <laughs> no, no, he's dead. No, he's not dead, is he? Yeah, he's I thought he was going to come back in the second film. No, nah, he's dead. Think about it. He got he got stabbed through the, the his, heart. his thorax by a, a, a very angry-looking lightsaber um, by his son. And then chucked off an infinitely high ledge. And then ledge. chucked off an infinitely high ledge into an abyss. And then the uh, the planet of that abyss then exploded. Oh, I forgot about that. So he's so dead. God. You can't really get more dead than that. But what might happen is that there might be flashbacks in the next... Or he might come back as a ghost. You don't. We haven't really had any flashbacks in Star Wars before. There was that scene with Rey in this film where she touches the lightsaber and has this weird force vision. But that wasn't really a flashback. But there might be some flashbacks. He might come back into it in some way. Uh, I don't think he'll come back as a ghost. Um, by the way, this the way we're talking about this in this episode is is really quite random. We're not going through it in any particular order, but you know, it, I imagine that if you're listening to this, you've seen the film and that this all makes sense to you. If you haven't seen the film, then you, you've probably got no idea what we're going on and about. Han dies. Han Solo dies. Han Solo dies. No. It's, it's, yeah, he's definitely dead. Do you see Chewie at the end? Is he was like his eyes look a lot smaller. He doesn't look any older. It's just his eyes have shrunk. <laughs> that, that's how Wookiees age. Yeah. <laughs> Their eyes just get small. That's it. Uh, until eventually they they can't see it and then they die and then they die um and then they're made into uh rugs yeah that's right walking carpets so what did you think of ray now ray is the the principal female character she's the girl who we kind of uh, see fairly early on in the movie she's living as a scavenger on this desert planet called called jakku uh it seems that she's waiting for her family on this planet and uh we start to wonder if they're ever coming back and we also wonder who who are her parents? Who is her family? What's her backstory? We don't really know. She's just a scavenger who gets pulled into the story and uh, ultimately ends up sort of being force sensitive. And she sort of, it, by the end of the force film... Force sensitive? She's is that force- the politically correct way of saying it? It's not politically... Sorry, I'm a bit force sensitive. Can you, uh, <laughs> can you stop doing that, please? Uh, can you stop criticising Star Wars? I'm a bit... It's just that I'm force sensitive. <laughs> viewers, um, viewers that are force sensitive maybe 
<laughs> may like to know that there will be use of force in this broadcast. No, force sensitive is just the, the phrase that means that someone who's got like strong a... Strong in the force. They're strong in the force, yeah. So she, it, we, she, we learn that she's force sensitive and that comes into play <laughs> later on in the film. <laughs> Sorry, can you, can you not, can you not uh, touch me? I'm a bit force sensitive. I'm a sensitive. bit force sensitive. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit force sensitive today. Can I just request that there aren't any Jedi mind tricks performed during this performance? Because I am quite force sensitive. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's like the new sort of passive aggressive way of... Being sorry, can you not? Can you not do that, can please? You not do I'm force sensitive, I'm just, actually. I'm a bit force sensitive. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of Ray then? Pretty cool, very cool, actually. I mean, yeah. it must have been she's on the screen a hell of a lot of time. Like most of the film, yeah. most of the film, she does carry a lot of the film. I think she did a brilliant job. It's like her first main acting role. Did you yeah. know that? I think I prefer the character her to the actor her because really? the actor is slightly annoying. Really? Um, quite posh and sort of a bit... Uh, She's like Kira Knightley. A bit Kira Knightley-ish, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really good performance. And, yeah. You know, I, she's She's got cool Jedi abilities, clearly. They're only going to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought she was really cool. I loved the, the, the performance. I think she's just really likeable and just really sweet and and you know i liked it when they kept going oh have you done this have you done that are you okay and she's like yeah yeah that's right <laughs> some funny moments where finn thinks that he's saving her and he keeps grabbing her hand like running away from you know danger and she's like can you stop grabbing my hand and and there's a moment where they get blown up and he sort of falls on the floor and he's sort of passed out and she wakes him up and he's he wakes up and he goes oh my god are you okay and she's like yeah i'm fine are you all right <laughs> Um, so there are some really funny moments like that. Um, generally, great character, um, and it's a bit of mystery. There are theories going around about who she is. You know, like some people are saying that she's Luke Skywalker's daughter. Have you heard that? Well, it's kind of an obvious guess, isn't it? But I th- don't care really because <laughs> this is Star Wars. Everyone has to be someone's father and someone's daughter and sister and brother. They all have to be related in some way, you know. Not necessarily. She might just be strong in the Force. She might yeah. just be. Who knows? Who there are some indications though that she she is Luke Skywalker's uh, daughter, or she's related to to the Skywalker family in some way. Like there's the 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 well, they're desert dwellers. She seems quite at home in a desert. Yeah, desert desert dweller like Luke Skywalker sort of um, dreamed of bigger adventures, just like Luke Skywalker did in the original film. But also, you see in the background in one of the the scenes in her little home that she's made in a in a in a fallen uh, Atat Walker, which is something that Luke Skywalker did in Empire Strikes Back. Those scenes were really cool, weren't they? Yeah, but she's got like a a little doll of an X-wing fighter. She puts on an X-wing fighter's helmet. Um, where she also, when she meets Maz Kanata, Maz Kanata says, "You know, this was uh, Anakin Skywalker's." Was your dad? I mean, this Luke was, Skywalker. This, this was uh, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Then it was Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and now it's found its way to you. <laughs> and and when she touches the lightsaber, she has this weird vision, and it's like visions of of stuff that she. Maybe she didn't has never seen, but sort of Luke Skywalker's experiences sort of bleed into her experiences, and there's all these connections. All right, you've, you've won me over. I think that there. I think it's it's her. It's Luke Skywalker's daughter. It looks okay. like she looks like Luke Skywalker's daughter to me, or niece, or or, or niece, or second cousin, <laughs> um, something like that. Anyway, yeah. so so it'll be interesting to see what happens to her afterwards. What about this stuff about her learning the Force really quickly? Because at the beginning of the film, she's got no force abilities, and then 
she sort of just picks a couple of things up. She can suddenly do a Jedi mind trick on that stormtrooper. She does a Jedi mind trick without even knowing that such thing is there. Without, hang on. <laughs> she does a Jedi mind trick. It's a bit late. Without knowing there is such a thing as a Jedi mind trick. Yeah. No like, one said, hey, have you ever heard of this thing called a Jedi mind trick? No, she just tries it. Because like earlier on in the film, Finn mentions Luke Skywalker and she goes, Luke Skywalker? I thought he was a, I thought he was a myth. Um, and then by sort of the end of the film, she sort of seems to know everything about the whole story. So it's a bit weird the way she picks up on this information and also the way her force abilities just suddenly uh, arrive. Like, like it took Luke Skywalker sort of two and a half movies or at least a, a, a couple of movies to get to be able to, to fight Ofei with the Force. Yeah, to be able to fight Darth Vader in a fairly convincing manner. And by the end of this film, she's gone from zero to Jedi in in uh, in in like ninety minutes. Zero to hero. Yeah, she's like fighting against Kylo Ray, who is a trained. I just think swordsman. she's really strong in the Force. Really. And I think the Force is so strong it tells her it makes her do a Jedi like, mind trick. Move a bit to the left. Move a bit. Yep. Bit to the right. Duck. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Um, but there's there are theories going. Can overanalyze these. There things. are several theories to explain why she suddenly gets force abilities. One of them is that she's already received training, nah. and she's had her memory wiped. Oh, I don't believe that. Please. Some people are saying that she. Um, That's just silly. Maybe that that if she's Luke Skywalker's daughter, that she maybe. She she might have spent time at this Jedi temple that he was doing, mm. and that you know, as a little girl, and then she was removed from that situation and had her memory wiped. But I don't believe that. I think that as a five year old girl, she was taken to Jakku and left there. Who who left her there? I don't know. It could be Luke Skywalker. Could even be Kylo Ren. We don't really know at this point. Um, uh. But but it's interesting that that her force abilities arrive really quickly. The other the other theory is that. Those moments where Kylo Ren is trying to mind probe her, right? When he's like getting into her brain with the force, he sort of inadvertently unlocks her, her latent force oh, abilities. I think that's more like it. That's that he's, a good one. He sort of like uses the force on her and it sort of unlocks the force inside her brain. And then, um, you know, and then she suddenly it's is aware. a gateway. Yeah, because the, he's trying to get into her mind and as he's doing that, she sort of suddenly becomes... Feels a, an awakening of the Force. Exactly, himself. yeah. The Force awakens. Oh, see, that's the point it's, of the... It's clever, isn't it? So maybe yeah, that's I was, it. Yeah, I knew that. So it'll be interesting to see who she is and what's going to happen. And uh, well, She'll be quite fit in a few years. Yeah, that's right. She's only going to get more <laughs> fit as the films go on. Um, so let's, um, let's talk about Kylo Ren. He's like the main bad guy. Yeah, super yeah. cool. Do you think he was good? Yeah, I thought he was a brilliant, uh, brilliant buddy, yeah. I thought his mask was actually really, really cool. Yeah, and his voice is really scary. His voice is brilliant, yeah. actually. I love the, the sort of deep sound of his voice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Make it sound deep and metallic and weird and like it's coming from somewhere else. It's and, really good. And the performance by Adam Driver is, is really good. Because like, with the mask on, he's like really convincing. Because there's, there's that... Um, the scene that kind of really got me in the gut was the bit where Han Solo has to face him on that bridge, yeah. like the key scene. Yeah. And, and Kylo Ren is like, you know, walking across the bridge with his mask on and Han Solo sort of comes up, you know, in that Harrison Ford sort of... <laughs> clunky. That, that clunky kind of like desperate sort oh, of... Oh, Carpenter's wandered onto set. Someone get him. Oh, no, it's Harrison Ford. Sorry. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, Ben! 
right? And it's like, yeah. oh my god, oh, they called Jesus him Ben. Jesus Christ! They called him Ben. It's the first time we've we've heard that they called him Ben. You know, yeah. and I suppose it's after yeah, Ben yeah, Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's like, oh my god. So, um, but he turns around. He goes, Han Solo. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> it's like cold, really cold. But um, I also like the way that the, the, the I like the way the mask looks. Yeah, it's a really good. It looks really and good it's, mask. It's damaged. It's like there's dents in it and stuff like that. Yeah. What did you think when he removed the mask? I thought, whoa, scary dude. But I didn't actually. It didn't cross my mind that he didn't look anything like Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher. No, I don't think it that didn't matters. cross my mind. I thought he looked. I thought he fitted the part because he yeah. looked like a sort of slightly jaded guy who's gone the wrong way. But he's also he looked, looked like a skater to me. He looked like a cross between gator. And Ali Bulala. These are skaters. These are know. skateboarders. Um, Gator, anyway, they both had unfortunate circumstances. I, I did have a moment where he first took the mask off and you see his face and I thought, oh, I felt a little disappointed in his face. It was just like, oh, he's just a guy. But I then, it was good because he had bad teeth. <laughs> I thought, cool. Is that the why English he turned to the dark them. side? <laughs> yeah. um, but, but then later on, just the, the performance of the actor was like so kind of convincing that uh, he did convey all of these sort of mixed feelings and this conflict and in, in stuff. I feel like with him, they managed to do with him what they didn't manage to do with Anakin in the prequel trilogy, which is like this sort of conflicted young guy who... Um, you know, is kind of being being uh, seduced by the dark side, and there's a lot of inner conflicts and stuff. They didn't get that right with the Anakin, but I think they really nailed it with this guy. Um, and he's sort of scary with the mask and without the mask. Um, but he's he's also a mysterious character. Obviously, we learn that he's uh, Han Solo and Leia's daughter, uh, son, not daughter. <laughs> That's the new plot twist. Transsexual. <laughs> That's the new plot twist in episode eight. It's like, I told you that I was, you know, Han Solo's son, but actually I'm his daughter <laughs> starring, you know, Caitlyn Jenner as Darth Vader or whatever. Starring Eddie Izzard. <laughs> no. Um, but, uh, okay, it's a pretty good story. So I get, what happened to him, do you think then? Oh, what, like I think that he sort of he grew up with Leia and, and Han Solo. I'm not it's weird, but I'm not really that interested in speculating on all the really? backstory generally. I just like enjoying the spectacle of it. I yeah. mean I just can't be bothered to speculate really. The, I was speculating a bit during the film about oh so and so, when's Luke gonna turn up and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And I kind of thought it might even be Luke in the mask. Did you think that? Like well, he'd were, gone seriously gone to the dark side. There were theories that it but was Luke. His voice but, didn't sound right. Nah. So I was like, no, nah, it's not Luke. I never thought it would be Luke. No. But, but uh, beforehand, before the film started, there was that kind of yeah. Luke might have gone to the dark. You put that idea into my head actually. Did I? You were saying, Do you think Luke's gone to the dark side? And immediately right. I was like, Oh fuck, Luke's gone to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> but he hasn't but um no. i think it's worth just mentioning a couple of things about his backstory that he was like a young guy and it, it he seemed that uh Leia and han sort of broke up at some point as well well I think inevitably uh, yeah uh, I mean, after you after can't uh, hold han solo down for too long no can you? he went back to smuggling she, you know she went back to being an admiral or whatever but um um, not Admiral. That's Admiral Akbar. He's a fish. Yeah. It was, she's general, she's isn't general she, of now, the but... of the resistance? But um, uh, he obviously sort of went wrong, and he was turning to the dark side. I wonder why he seems to sort of uh, idolize Darth Vader, and he talks. He's, he's somehow he's found. Did you notice this? Isn't he, there that one bit? You'll never be as cool as Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, what? 
Um, but th- there's the scene where he's talking to Darth Vader's helmet. He's found like the r- like melted remains. You shall of- be avenged. Yeah, I shall have my revenge. You know, and he's talking to the to the mask, and he's saying, "I felt it again, the pull to the light." Oh yeah, and he's like, he's Confessing, really struggling because yeah. he's it, 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 like normally we imagine Jedi's are being seduced by the dark side, but in this case, he's on the dark side, being seduced all the time by the light, mm. and there's this sort of difficult stuff where he's like, he's clearly got good in him, and uh, he's being tempted to to do good things. Um, and uh, so yeah, very good so yeah I think that I like l- that aspect of it a lot when they realised that he was kind of going wrong and I think he's dis- disappointed in Han Solo as well I think he he sort of feels like Han Solo is not the worthy lot, well the because uh, he's got he doesn't have the force you know the father that wasn't there you know he's always yeah, uh, flying yeah. around the galaxy herding Wookies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> hurting them but you know what I mean they, they sent him to Luke Skywalker to sort of help him stop going to the dark side and Luke failed and Luke totally failed <laughs> and I think that the, the, there's speculation around they, they caught he's mentioned in the film as being the, the what is it the, the leader of the Knights of Ren or whatever and so there's the Knights who say the knee. Knights who say knee yeah <laughs> Um, he's the leader of this band of like, I guess, evil bad guys or whatever and maybe they broke away from Luke Skywalker at it's the, like maybe, ISIS isn't it yeah, and, kind um, of. Yeah. Taliban. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so there's, you know, there's interesting stuff about how he turned to the dark side. He's not completely dark because he hasn't finished his training. And he's sort of talks to Supreme Leader Snoke, who's another super mysterious character. We haven't seen him. No, we've just so seen him in the big Gollum. Yeah, the big yeah, hollow, yeah, yeah. hollow Gollum. <laughs> and, um, um, can we just talk about really cool bits of the film okay I just wanted to just talk about right, the rest sorry, of the, go on, the, go the, on. the other characters that we haven't uh, dealt with so um, one other thing that I liked about uh, Kylo Ren is that he's he gets really frustrated yeah when, when he, he throws a tantrum yeah he throws temp- temper tantrums and when he hears bad news he sort of like loses control and there's a couple of great scenes where he smashes up all these computers with his lightsaber like pew 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 and then he turns to the guy and he goes Anything else? <laughs> yeah, and everyone laughed at that boy. Yeah, and it wasn't cheesy because it was just it was a really well convincing. delivered line. And there's also another bit where he throws a second tantrum and he really starts smashing up a whole control deck. <laughs> and two stormtroopers <laughs> walk down and then turn round and walk back off away again. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, so he started to get a bit surreal somewhere in the middle, like yeah. Star Wars actually was real. Some Things of the like jokes would happen. Yeah, I, I really liked his character. Okay, and then there's Supreme Leader Snoke, who's like, you know, who is Whatever. he? Emperor Palpatine. We don't know. We, let's not speculate about him. Uh, Poe Dameron, we've talked about. Finn. Yeah, cool. I, I didn't realise it's the same guy from Attack the Block until later, for some weird reason. His name's... Just uh, his accent was so good in American. John I Boyega. I just thought, oh, he's an American guy. He's, uh, he's And a- he looked nice, whereas in Attack the Block, he looks quite mean. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's obviously a good actor because I didn't notice the difference. British actor, he's in yeah the film you just mentioned, Attack the Block. Attack the Block, really good film. Yeah, really really good film. Uh, directed by Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish from Adam and Joe, um, and uh, set round the way from near where I live in Oval. Yeah, basically Oval. Um, yeah. Just near Oval slash Brixton. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he's a British actor, but he does a very good American accent in this film. And I found him to be just lots of fun, just really, really humorous. A lot of jokes and things. Yeah. Um, like uh, 
the bit where he's like talking to BB-8, trying to convince BB-8 to lie to Ray about who he is. And BB-8 lies for him. And he go, he sort of like puts his thumb up to BB-8. He's like, gives him the thumbs up. Yeah. And BB-8 like pulls out this little lighter <laughs> and gives like a little thumbs up. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Remember that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, Everyone laughed at that as well. Really funny. And other things like where there's that Captain Phasma, who's like this, the chrome-plated stormtrooper, who's his boss. At, she's a woman. She's a woman, actually. Yeah. I wanted to see what she looked like. Yeah. She might come back. Yeah, she's going to come back, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, uh, there's the bit where they kidnap her and he's like, yeah, I'm in charge now. I'm in charge. And Han Solo's like, just pull it, you know, bring it down a little <laughs> bit. Bring it down. Uh, lots of little funny things like that um, in there. But yeah, he's good fun, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's great. I mean... He, he gets the lightsaber at one point and he can't, you can't really use it. Yeah, but he fights that dude at the end. He does. He fights Kylo Ren. And I was like... But then I was like, okay, Kylo Ren's mortally wounded. Yeah, he's been shot by, by Chewbacca. Yeah, with one point. of those crossbow guns, which we finally got to see used. Yeah. Because he never uses it. I don't think so. Films. No. He used to have it in the action set. Figure mm. used to have it, I think. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's in a lot of the promo shots, but I don't remember it being used in the early films. Yeah. But in this one, it's used loads. And it's got a string across it. Like, what's the point of the string? <laughs> I know it's just a super powerful <laughs> laser um, when matey stops the laser in midair oh, that's brilliant oh, yeah. the whole cinema went oh, whoa he used fuck. the force to stop a laser <laughs> yeah um, going back to the Captain Phasma who is like this sort of stormtrooper leader type thing she is a woman and we didn't really see her in this film well look I was just looking at something you had the screenshot up from the Star Wars website earlier yeah oh, it's, it's gone um but she's right in the middle of the sort of montage picture. Yeah. With that gold stormtrooper helmet on. Silver. So, all right, yeah. She seems important, but we don't really see her at all in the film, <laughs> which is a bit disappointing. We'll but see. she'll be back, I think, in, in the next one. Who else have we got? Luke Skywalker. We see him right at the end. For me, he looks like Oliver Reed. He does. You know what I mean? During the game, sh- the, the chat show years. Yeah. He's like when a he was pissed permanently. alcoholic sort of... Uh, Luke Skywalker kind of thing, but he looks pretty cool. He looks like one of the Bee Gees. It always kind of frustrates me that they go off into the wilderness. Like, why don't they just get back into it? You know, like, get come stuck on, Luke. In. Come on, Obi Wan and Luke. Yeah, get out of the wilderness and just come. You know, sort just it come out. back. Use and your f- skills. Fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Well, we didn't see that much from. There Luke. Must be a reason for it, and they always come back at the right time. But yeah. Why do they always go off into the wilderness? I guess we're going to see Luke Skywalker training Rey in the next film. There'll be like training montages. But Luke Skywalker's going to be like in a little backpack on, on Rey's back, like in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> They're going to be running around, you know, she's going to be li- playing basketball with BB-8. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so we can look forward to that. Who else? Uh, Admiral Hux. He's like the sort of camp posh English oh yeah evil like evil like ginger one yeah yeah he's brilliant hammy English actor looks a bit too serious for the part yeah well he's, just he's they a, just lined a load of English actors up and went yeah he looks like a bit of a tosser he's a little bit camp as well though <laughs> yeah. isn't he he's like this sort of camp Nazi sort of but like, all the baddies the were brilliant all the low-level baddies the generals and stuff were all great yeah um so I think we've probably talked about most of the characters. Anything else? Any favourite moments that you favorite can think moments, of? Favourite moments. One that really stands out is when they went to light speed, still in the hangar. 
Right. That was sick. Yeah. <laughs> jump straight to light speed. And we go, jump straight to laser. Can we do that? And they just sort of looked at each other and just did it. Yeah. Great. That was really cool. And, and they the, jump- bit, the other bit in the hangar where the, the TIE fighter was stuck on that. Yeah. Petrol pump. And it, and it, did you notice that it, it, it the, as Finn is shooting into the hangar, yeah. uh, there's a, a Wilhelm scream? No, I didn't hear the Wilhelm yeah, scream. Yeah. The, okay, we can't really go into the whole Wilhelm scream thing right now, but basically there is a, a stock sound effect that's been used in Hollywood films for years, like for 60, 70 years or something. And it's this particular scream. And and goes, like, ah! It's a certain kind of scream. And you hear it in all of the Star Wars films. It's in Indiana Jones. It's in Indiana Jones. It's in Toy Story. It's in like all of so many Hollywood films and also computer games. They have it in Red Dead Redemption. There's a Wilhelm scream in that. So there's a little Wilhelm scream in there. And also uh, the bit where Finn is blasting everyone and you see it from inside like the control deck and yeah. the control gate deck gets uh, blown up and everything. That's kind of cool. Uh, cool. Another thing I liked about it, the laser blasts uh, right at the start of the film had exactly the same feel as they do right at the start of Star Wars. Same sounds know. as well. Same sounds and big fat red lasers. And when they land, it's a kind of like a puff of steam and smoke. Yeah. And it's not a big explosion. It's not a flash. It's this kind of like puff of smoke <laughs> and it's a bit cheapo but yeah. it looked really like the original film yeah. and i was like it's the same universe and when the doors open it's lots of sparks yeah. and smoke and mm-hmm. it's a kind of a cheap safe special effect it, it looks like it's all been filmed Done in, in the 70s uh, uh, in in a uh studio in a, hangar. a hangar studio in london in the <laughs> 70s in in the winter or and something it cost them billions of dollars to get it to look like that and there's like you know guys who sort of built the set in the background behind the camera smoking cigarettes and drinking tea going no and union going, union rates off to five o'clock mate double you know, time got, I've got to have my 4 p.m tea break <laughs> mr abrams um so okay what do you think is next what else was cool in it um well, we've said everything. Else, I think I think we've pretty much done. I'm sure there are loads of things that we've missed out. Uh, Other the big first, things. The reveal of the Millennium Falcon the first time. Right. That was a sort of. <gasps> oh, the Millennium Falcon, and and she can't fly it very well, and she's sort of crashing, dragging it, it around the yeah. sand. It was really and sketchy. I remember watching that scene and thinking, no one has ever flown the Millennium Falcon like this before. <laughs> and she's really brilliant. She's totally brilliant. Like the way she's flying it quite low to the ground. Like someone who just um, sort of uh, stolen a car. She's doing handbrake turns yeah. in the Millennium Falcon. She's uh, one problem with with Ray is that she's kind of a bit perfect, a bit too good at everything. She's just brilliant at everything. And she's got no faults at all. So I hope that she's still going to be interesting. Like if she wasn't just a sort of a good uh, uh, actor, she's a bit goody goody. She's just perfect at everything. So what, what's going to happen? Um, uh, what's that? I liked it when she made the bread. Yeah, that was cool. A sort of future bread and that stuff. sort of weird spinach stuff they were eating. That seemed quite believable when he yeah. was in those vacuum pack things, right? Like you think in the future, food's going to be quite hard to get, and it's going to be super nutritious, like artificially grown, modified stuff. Yeah, like proteins that you can grow on a farm. Yeah, did you, you know that is where we're heading with food. Did you know that uh, Daniel Craig was in the Star Wars film? He plays a stormtrooper. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw something. He's the stormtrooper who who she uses the Jedi mind trick on. She's like, "You will unleash uh, really? me and, and leave the room and drop your gun." I find that a bit annoying, to be honest. I found that a little bit annoying. I don't care. It would be much cooler if they didn't didn't tell anyone. 
And then told people in 10 years, oh, that's cool. Not just going, hey, everyone, there's a fucking star cameo in our film. And guess what? We made him wear a helmet so you can't even see who he is. Uh, Simon Pegg is in it as well. Tosser. He he's uh <laughs> No, he's Simon no, Pegg's alright. Simon Pegg's great. I'm just, You're just je- really just jealous. jealous, aren't you? Yeah. Um but uh he is the big fat guy who gives her food rations. He's the, he's a dude in a suit. He's the guy the big the, bloke the, the guy dealing food ra- food rations. Stuff, he takes scrap bloke. and gives yeah. food rations. It's, it's a big CGI thing though. No, he's a, he's a man in a suit. Really? Simon Pegg in a suit. Um <laughs> So we're going to see the film again on the 27th in a couple of days uh, with our dad because he's kind of a Star Wars fan, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, so he hasn't seen the new one. I don't think he's really seen the prequels, which is fine because you don't need to see them. It's best if you don't. It's probably best if you don't, yeah. So it'll be fun to watch it with him and we're going to go and see it in Birmingham and that'll be a good laugh. Uh, what do you imagine is going to happen in episode eight? More of the same. <laughs> I'll probably be bored of it by then. Um, how? That, what, what year is that going to come out? That's in? that's only in eighteen months. Oh, it's right. in a year and a half. It's next uh, summer. And we're gonna before we summer get that, we're gonna get another Two Star summers. Wars film. We're gonna get a prequel t- uh, called Rogue One. What? And that's what that tells the story. A real film, yep. not an animation. No, a genuine anything. Star Wars film, and that's going to tell the story. Of, you know that you know in Star Wars Episode Four, yeah, they're really milking it. You know, you know in Episode Four, the original one, when uh, that sort of leader woman is giving a description of uh, the Death Star, and it's like you know we've got the many Bothans died it's to bring the us Bothan story. Yeah. <laughs> she says, Bothan sp- yeah, many just, Bothans died to bring us this information. Many Bothans died to bring it's us this the information. Bothans. I think yeah. this is the story of how they got the Death Star plans to to Princess Leia, and it's basically the story of a gang of X-wing. Uh, pilots, a bit like Poe Dameron and those sorts of things. Cool. So I'll we're probably get be that. a complete sucker for that. As I well, hope then. that's good. I it's really bound do. Bound to be. All those X-wing battles are brilliant. Yeah. Um, and um, so then, episode eight is going to come out in eighteen months' time, and it's being written and directed by one of the guys who did uh, an episode of Breaking Bad, and a guy, the, the same guy who directed Looper. Have you ever seen that? It's a Bruce Willis time travel film no it's really good i've heard of it it's really good you've got to see it is bruce willis what's what's he like it's, then? it's joseph are they all these stories about bruce willis being a real weirdo i think that he probably is a bit of a weirdo and so is harrison ford job. as well i think but um he's, he's a good movie star so looper <sighs> is him and joseph gordon levitt and they are sort of he's they play the same person at different times in his life and they jump around in time and they end up fighting each other it's really good and so it's going to be directed by a good person. And, well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Do you reckon Obi-Wan Kenobi's going to come back as Ewan McGregor? You know? Hmm. Um, we, we don't know. But I think there'll probably be... Um, it, you'll get Ray being trained by Luke. You'll get uh, Kylo Ren being trained well, by... In the proper next episode. Yeah, not the, in the proper okay, next yeah, one. Yeah. You'll get Kylo Ren being trained up by uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Where can they go next? Well, they haven't been so far, like geographically wise. Underwater? We had a bit of underwater. That was in the prequels and they were rubbish. That was the Gungan sort of thing. It was terrible, wasn't it? Terrible. Um, I don't know. Jungle? Well, there's going to be some stuff on on this island, the Irish island called Skellig Michael. That's That's where Luke Skywalker is at the end. 
We actually, we've been there. Do you know that? Yeah, it was weird. Watching in the cinema, I did recognise it. And I thought it was somewhere off Scotland because we've also spent a bit of time yeah. up north in Scotland. Um, or sort of halfway up anyway. Um, but yeah, it turns out it was, it's off Ireland, yeah. right? And we yeah. have been there. We, we went there a few years ago. Well, we went a long there a time ago. Yeah, a long time ago, in about 1998 or something. The last holiday we had with our parents. I think so. And we were too old to be on holiday yeah, with our parents. That's right. <laughs> but we did climb up Skellig Michael, and we've been those steps that you see Ray going up and those little huts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we went there. We went up there. So we've been to the first Jedi Temple. Damn. I, I, knew that I, had, I knew the Force was strong with me. I voted Jedi. I've put Jedi as my religion on the census. I'm a bit embarrassed about that I now. did that too. I kind of did it. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> my listeners I did were, it because I knew that someone where in the future someone would look back on that and think that's weird. Not that me doing it, but that certain not quite a lot of people do My it. listeners might not know what we're talking about, but every 10 years there's a census, which is like this. You, you, know, you must have it in your countries too, but it's when um, the government basically sends around a questionnaire and they just want to collect information about everybody and it's all public information. And it tells you sort of. I don't of, think it's individually public, but it's the the results. The results are public. The results are public it, of it, like it, how many people consider themselves what ethnicity. Your I don't know what else. Your it's how like much eth- you ethnicity own. work kind of your your beliefs um, and what religion you you say you belong to and stuff like that. And it gives the you know gives the state a chance to identify what. The, the makeup of the, the country state of is. the nation yeah and it's public information in france you can't do that you know you can't do a survey asking people what religion they are because it's a republic and there's like the the republic doesn't recognize religions it's it's really that's really, really different i yeah. find that strange well it's just a different system it just you know it seems a bit intolerant but in England, we have a census every 10 years and you have a space on the census where you can write your religion. Or you don't have to write anything. And there was a big campaign on the internet when the internet first came about. It's like one of the biggest early internet campaigns in the UK. And it was to get everyone who was a Star Wars this fan. This was before the prequels came out. Yeah. So imagine our horror. Yeah, when the prequels did come out. But... Um, uh, there was a campaign that was that you would write Jedi as your religion on on the census, and you know something like five hundred thousand people did it or something. Maybe more. Maybe more, and um, and it it did get the required number to be registered, but they didn't register it because they didn't take it seriously. Oh, is that right? So it didn't actually happen. Um, but um, you registered yourself as as a Jedi. Why why did you? I say don't that? know. Anyway, I was a stupid. All right. Um, well, we don't know what's going to happen person. next, but so uh, we're going to just only have to wait 18 months and then we can do it all again, I suppose. Um, all right. So I, I, are, we, are we finished? I thought there was a few more cool things. About really? Star are there Wars? more cool things that we can say? Well, we're seeing the it in 3D tomorrow, which I'm not that not happy Not tomorrow, about. the day after tomorrow. Day well, after it is t- technically it is tomorrow. Day after actually. tomorrow. Uh, I prefer it in 2D, generally. Yeah. Films, that is. Why? What's wrong with 3D? It makes it, everything seem smaller to me and it makes the screen size feel smaller because i'm watching it through another frame yeah you know what weird i watched it in 3d and i'll tell you one thing that didn't work for me is the space sequences now you'd imagine space would be brilliant but they look like little models but they look tiny they're like little models and they look actual size like in the cinema like Mm. wow there's a 3d object in front of me 
but it looks like a little model. It looks like a little toy Lego thing, and you can just pick it up with your hand. Yeah, you don't get the sense of scale, and you're very aware of the border of the screen. I feel. Yeah, but when you're watching a two D film, you kind of just focus on the screen. Yeah, everything else you kind of not really focused on, and you forget that you're watching a film if it's good. Yeah, absolutely. For a second, but with this three D malarkey. It's all just tricks, and mm-hmm. and when things fly up close to the camera, you're just cynically going, "Well, they just put that in as a cheap 3D effect." Yeah, and it's irritating. I, I'm sure it's better in 2D, but we will see it in th- in 3D as well. We can compare them. Did you did you get emotional at all during the film? <laughs> uh, one bit when. As we know, Han died. We already said, didn't we? I was like, Han's not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's, he's, he's definitely ha- dead. Han's not actually no, dead. He's, though, no, he's he? actually dead. He fell into the heart of a of a dying planet, which then exploded, and he got a, a lightsaber through his through himself through his upper torso. He's like really caught himself on a lightsaber. <laughs> that was quite a powerful moment. I thought where... that wasn't the main bit. I can't remember what made me emotional. I did feel a little bit, a little bit emotional, but not overly. But certain points, I kind of welled up a bit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, me too. Which is really weird. But it's more nostalgia, I think. Yeah, I like got a mix of nostalgia and it's like new nostalgia. At the beginning of the really film, weird. I was like, it was a bit too much. It was like bloody hell i'm watching star wars i couldn't concentrate it was like jesus and i was like shit there's a message on the screen i was like read that i've got to read the thing got to read i still could barely be bothered to read that crap at the start i had to read it i never used to read it i used to read this i don't know the star wars one was quite good but by the time you get to return of the jedi can you really be asked to read it i don't remember the return (laughs) of the jedi but what's weird about those it's really badly written but yeah, normally like really long sentences, like whoa, and it's moving, and, and it's also, yellow, and it's disappearing. Why is it in those scrolling messages that certain words are capitalized? You know, the mm. the the, the empire has built a devastating weapon called the Death Star, yeah. which they plan to use imminently. You know, no and, one proofread that. And Luke Skywalker it has been, um, you know, searching for Dar- for Darth Vader. You know, why do they capitalize some of the words? I don't get it. Um. All right, I think uh, the okay. f- I feel like the force is strong with me, but it might just be gas because I ate too much. Yeah. Um, so I think um, I think it's time to go to bed. Okay. Well, f- um, yeah, that was good. How much? How long have we been talking for? About one hour and twelve oh, minutes. Oh God, I'm sorry, people. Why would you be sorry that if they listened all the way to the end, it probably means that they enjoyed it? I hope. Do you think people will enjoy this conversation? I don't know, but can we put things to look up like? Like what? Like recommendations? Uh, <laughs> what what kind I of recommendations? S- say, oh, it's on iPlayer though, so we won't be able to watch it. Sorry. What is it? It was Star Wars at the BBC that they showed recently. Oh, All st- archive stuff of the old cast coming in and talking to people in the studio and stuff. It was a BBC production? It was. So if you're in the UK, you might be able to find on iPlayer Star Wars at the BBC if you have access to... Uh, the, the UK's BBC iPlayer service. But you probably won't, so we sh- just shouldn't mention that. It might be on YouTube. You might want to check out the Star Wars at the BBC, see if you can find a documentary. But that's might a good find one. find it. Okay. Nice all right, one, then. people. Yeah, thanks for listening all the way through to the end of this episode, which was, uh, like, really the most I've ever geeked out. Intensive geek intensive fest. Intensive geeking out uh, <laughs> in this episode. If you followed any of that, thank you. Well done. I suppose that the people who are left are sort of a bit geeky in their own way. Um, but anyway, that's the end of this episode. Thanks, James, for talking to me again on the podcast. Cheers. It's no been worries. a while since you, you were on Luke's English Podcast. Oh, I'd like to do it again. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever we get together, we We just... should do one with specific, uh, like, little wording, word thingies. 
You mean lang- like <laughs> spe- specific word thingies? You mean topics like and uh, vocabulary? Vocab. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, like going down the pub, not that, but you know something We've, like that. Yeah, the swearing episode. Do you remember that? Oh, God. Oh, 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 don't listen to that one. No, the, they like that. That's, that's a very popular episode. Um, that was good fun. All right. Well, we'll do another one soon. Okay. All okay. right. Cheers, yeah. people. Cheers. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Okay. So that's not actually the ending of that episode. This, it was a kind of a false bye, bye, bye. This is, this is just like a little outro. An outroduction. Does that work? You can have an introduction. Can you have an outroduction as well? No, no, you can't actually. Uh, but nevertheless, I'm I'm doing a sort of outroduction anyway here. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that you managed to follow everything that we said in our conversation. And if you've already seen the film and you have your you have some thoughts and opinions about it, then do leave your comments um, in the comments section of this episode. Um, and I'd, I'd like to know various things. Okay, here are some questions that you can answer. First of all, what do you think of Ray? What is her backstory? Do do some speculations. What do you think? Where where does she come from? Who is she? And crucially, who are her parents? Okay, is she Luke Skywalker's daughter? And if you think she's Luke Skywalker's daughter, why do you say that? Give me some evidence. Okay. Secondly, what did you think of the character of Kylo Ren? Um, what did you think of him? Did you do? You, I mean. Did you think he was as good as Darth Vader? Do you think that you can compare him to Darth Vader? What did you think of the moment when he removed his mask? What, did you find him convincing as, a, as an actor when he removed the mask? Um, other stuff. Supreme Leader Snoke. Who is he? What's his story? What's he all about? And um, why, why does Rey seem to learn the Force so quickly in this, in this film? Any other comments or um, any any other things that you've got to say about this movie, I'd love to read them. So do get involved in the conversation um, at teacherluke.co.uk. This should be episode number 321. Um, and just as a final thought, if you love the film, uh, The Force Awakens, and you want more, you want, you're hungry for more details, then why not download the audiobook version of Star Wars The Force Awakens, which you can get from audible.com. Uh, uh, but if you do want to get that and you're not already a member of Audible, then, you know, obviously the best way to do it is to get uh, the 30-day trial membership where you can test out the service and you can download a free audiobook. So why not make Star Wars The Force Awakens that uh, free audiobook? Uh, just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash Audible and, uh, and, and you can get started that way, okay? All the details of that offer are on my website and you can just find them teacherluke.co.uk and then click where it says Audible, basically. All right, then. That's it. There'll be more episodes featuring other members of my uh, extended family uh, arriving uh, in your ear in your eardrums uh, very soon. But for now, that's the end of episode the first episode of 2016. Do leave your comments on the website. I always like to, to hear your feedback. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you again soon. This is the actual ending, the proper ending. So it's time to say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.